This is a Reconstructionist Radio production with lrnteach.com. Please visit kyber.org to download or purchase this book. Beale Worship, Ancient and Modern, 2001. Stephen C. Perks, Kuiper Foundation, Taunton, England. Narrated by Nathan F. Conkey. Section 4. The Modern Idolatry. The State as God. How has this situation arisen? The answer to this question takes us to the heart of the human condition. We have arrived here because we have, as a society, refused to acknowledge the attributes of deity and have refused to acknowledge that these attributes belong to the God of the Bible and to him alone. We have, to use Paul's words, quote, worshipped and served the creature more than the creator, End quote, Romans one twenty five, and we should observe the judgment that Paul says is the lot of a society that does this, namely the plague of homosexuality, which Paul makes plain in this passage is not the cause of God's wrath upon society, but a manifestation of it. In other words, the increasingly homosexualized culture we have to live with is part of God's judgment upon society for its idolatry. This spiritual apostasy has been subtle in the way it has progressed, but it started in the church. And remember also that the homosexual problem has been as much a clergy-church problem from the beginning as it has been a problem in any other walk of life. God has answered the apostasy of the church, and he has answered an effeminate church leadership and an effeminate spirituality with an increasingly homosexual clergy. The state of our society today is the consequence of the church's apostasy and we face as a church and as a nation God's judgment on that apostasy. Quote, For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God and if it first begin at us what shall be the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? End quote. 1 Peter 4.17 In order to explain this we need to take a look at one of the most important doctrinal issues of the Christian faith a doctrine that has very important and far-reaching social consequences, but which is seldom these days understood as having any social consequences at all, namely the doctrine of God's sovereignty, predestination. Man is a worshipping creature. He will worship someone or something because he was created to do so. He can no more deny the reality of this than he can deny himself the air that he breathes he can deny it in mere words, to be sure, but he cannot deny the reality of this in his actions. It is never the case that man chooses not to worship, and by worship I do not mean merely words and symbols, that is, religious rites and ceremonies. Worship is far more than that. Worship is a dedication of one's life in service to the object worshipped. And such worship is inescapable from mankind, Man worships with every breath that he takes. The question is, quote, whom or what and how does he worship? End quote. We can't pervert the meaning of the worship we offer by offering it incorrectly or by giving it to the wrong object. In fact, this is man's whole condition outside of Christ. The non-believer worships his gods daily, no less than the believer. But the gods he worships are false gods, idols, he does not give the God of Scripture the worship that rightfully belongs to him, 
and to him alone. Instead, he worships some other object or objects and ascribes all the attributes of deity to these objects, which are mere creatures, that is, aspects of the created order, whether a block of wood or stone, a demon or an ideology of his own making, his own autonomous human reason. But what happens in an age like our own when God is deemed to be dead, when people say that they no longer believe in God? What happens in a secular age to the attributes of deity? It is quite simple, really. They are secularized. And this is what has happened in our society today. The attributes of deity have been secularized, stripped of their association with deity, and ascribed to something or someone other than the God of the Bible. The attribute particularly in question here is that of God's sovereignty, because it is this attribute of deity that most defines our society's understanding of and attitude towards the secular state. And this false worship of the state, this illegitimate description of an attribute of deity to the modern secular state, is a form of idolatry with which the modern church is intimately involved. Sovereignty is an attribute of God. Predestination is an inescapable concept. If we deny that God is a predestinating God, this does not mean that the concept of predestination will go away. It will not. It is an inescapable fact of life for man. Reality would be meaningless without it. Rather, when predestination is denied as an attribute of God, it is merely transferred to someone or something else. In a secular age like ours, it is secularized. In our society, this secularized version of God's sovereignty, God's predestination, is an attribute of the state. And because the state bears this attribute, people believe that the state has the right and the duty to control and regulate our lives and our society. Of course, the state in our society bears this attribute in a secularized form. It does not claim to be divine, as did ancient Roman emperors, or claim to be the link between God and man, as did ancient pharaohs and the like. But this is where the difference ends. The difference exists only in the secularized form in which this idol is worshipped in our own age. The aspiration to control and dominate, to play God, is the same. The growth of the state and of, quote, soft totalitarianism in Britain in the 20th century, which was enormous, and the state's increasing control over the whole of our lives and over society, is a result of the nation's denial of the Christian God and the attribution of a secularized concept of God's sovereignty to the state. The state today is our sovereign and it no longer acknowledges a higher law above man's law, which was the old Christian concept of the rule of law. The growth of this excessively controlling influence of the state and the loss of liberty and virtue that has necessarily accompanied it are the consequences of society's spiritual apostasy, of our abandonment of the biblical view of God as the sovereign predestinating God of Scripture for a secularized idol. In this secularized doctrine of predestination, we see what happens when God is denied. If God is not Lord, someone or something else will be. If God does not govern our lives and our social order by his law, someone else will by means of another law. God's sovereignty will be attributed to an idol. And unlike the God of the Bible, whose yoke is easy and whose burden is light, Matthew 11.30, idols 
are always tyrants whose burdens crush men and enslave them. For example, we now pay to the modern idolatrous state more than four times in taxes what the God of all creation requires in tithes, and we lose our freedom in the process. Whereas Christ tells us, quote, If the Son make you free, ye shall be free indeed. John 8.36 And do Christians learn the lesson? Of course not. They argue instead that we do not need to tithe to God now because the modern state performs many of the functions of the ancient tithe. Indeed it does, to our shame. Because this is not a Christian state. It is an idol and a tyrant. We are slaves to a tyrant and we fail to realise it. Politics in modern Britain is being driven by idolatry of the secular state, which has usurped the will of God in the life of the nation. This is not a new development, and it is the inevitable consequence of the secular humanist worldview, but we are now beginning to see the tyrannical and totalitarian conclusions to which it is leading, that is, the subordination, indeed, the enslavement of the individual to the state as the institution that defines both mankind and society, and therefore recreates both in its own image. In 1953, John McMurray warned against this deleterious trend in his Gifford lectures, quote, The cultural crisis of our time is a crisis of the personal. I need only to refer to two aspects of the situation in order to make clear what I mean by a crisis of the personal. One of these is a tendency towards an apotheosis of the state, the other is the decline of religion. These two are intimately connected, since both express a growing tendency to look for salvation to political rather than to religious authority. The increasing appeal to authority itself reflects a growing inability or unwillingness to assume personal responsibility. The apotheosis of political authority involves the subordination of the personal aspect of human life to its functional aspect. The major social revolutions of our time all wear this livery, whether they are fascist or communist in type. End quote. To this we should add that the modern democratic states of the Western nations are involved in precisely the same kind of idolatry. For the modern atheist, God is dead, but men cannot live without their gods, and so someone or something has to replace the true God that modern men believe they can live without. The institution that has in our society, as a result of the decline of belief in God, inherited the attributes of deity, though in a secularised form, is the state which now claims the right to control, to predestine society, according to its own apostate ideology, its own idea of the meaning of society and of human life. We live in a predestinating state, a state that usurps the role of God in the life of the individual, the family, society at large, and the nation as a whole. It should not surprise us, therefore, that Immanuel Kant referred to nation-states as Erdengotter, that is, earth gods, and that, according to Hegel, quote, man must therefore venerate the state as a secular deity, end quote. It is the task of the Church to proclaim the Lordship of Christ to the world, a task that, at least in Britain, she has abandoned because of her infatuation with the chief idol of the modern world, the secular state. The Church in Britain, therefore, is engaged in a modern 
secular form of the hybrid Yahweh Baal cult that vitiated the religious life of ancient Israel before the Babylonian captivity. And just as Israel was sent into exile for her unfaithfulness in playing the harlot with the Baals, so it seems that church in Britain shall have to suffer the same consequences at the hands of our own Babylonian captivity. The modern British state is part of the new secular world order that dominates international politics. Unless the church in Britain deals with the syncretism and idolatry that presently characterises her life, she will be taken captive and effectively exiled internally by the idolatrous modern state in a spiritual and cultural ghetto that will leave her without influence, relevance or the freedom to preach the gospel or even practice the Christian way of life fully. The writing is already on the wall, but few seem to understand this and many in the church are ideologically committed, though perhaps unwittingly, to the religion of the new secular Rome that is increasingly dominating and controlling all aspects of life in modern Britain. The church is engaged, therefore, in an extreme form of syncretism. If we are, by means of our faith, 1 John 5, 4, to overcome the idolatry that today confronts us, as we are commanded, Matthew 28, 18-20, and as the early church overcame the idolatry that confronted her, we must deal with this syncretism and reject the idolatry that is at the heart of it. Jesus Christ is Lord, not the state, in every sphere of life, including politics. The Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network brings to you a complete lineup of podcasts where you will hear practical and tactical theology. Our desire is not simply that you consume our shows, but that you also live out your faith in every area of life. We can talk all day long about these things, but if we fail to put them into practice, then we fail as ambassadors of Jesus Christ, our King. Subscribe now to your favorite Reconstructionist Radio Podcast Network shows, or you can subscribe to the Reconstructionist Radio Master Feed, where all of the content we produce, including the audiobooks and audio articles, will pop up as soon as they are available. And don't forget to visit reconstructionistradio.com to volunteer as a narrator or to partner with this ministry financially. May the Holy Spirit stir you into action for Christ and His kingdom.